Top NFL prospects are set to meet with the Houston Texans as a scheduled top 30 visit. Cody, I also look at the impact of those players along with addressing the safety position late in the draft. And to tie it all in, we want to develop a great team here that we can deliver wins to the city of Houston. We want to deliver a championship here to the city of Houston, and that's what what it'll be about. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube and all of the major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, and Spotify. Also, follow Locked On Texans on Twitter, at Locked On Texans as well. I'm John Hickman, of course, joined by Texan Credential Media Member, Sports Illustrated. Oh, can I say Cody something before we start? Davis. Yes, sir. And I said, after the events that has taken place over the last 48 hours, and you know, guys, I'm inside both buildings, and you know the other building I'm referring to, as of right now, I think it's safe to say the Houston Texans are not the most dysfunctional franchise mm. in Houston. Wow. <laughs> it was a three-year run. It was a three-year <laughs> run, but I think, uh, and you guys, please, we encourage you to go check out our uh, oh, basketball affiliate locked on uh, locked on Rockets, but this is brighter times, right? Like right now, <laughs> Astros just won a World Series. Now you got mm-hmm. the Texans turning a page. Yeah, the Texans got time. their problems out, but uh, the other team, yeah, they got like another issue that's still lingering around. <laughs> they got issues. Texans is trying to go, move away from those issues, and so today we're going to look at the safety position. Of course, addressing that late in the NFL draft. Also, the rumors of Hunter Renfro to hmm. Houston, how that trade could impact the Houston Texans. But I think we have to start with the Houston Texans and their scheduled top 30 visits. Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jingba and LSU's DN BJ Ojulari. Uh, they have scheduled top 30 visits with the Houston Texans. And Cody, when you look at the impact of a BJ who last season for LSU, 36 solo tackles, five and a half sacks, a forced fumble, uh, 6'3", 250. He's a guy that I think may have a more immediate impact this season as a rookie for the Houston Texans than maybe what we've seen from Jonathan Gennard, both SEC Mm. players. Uh, And, again, the talent is there with John Gennard, but there's also been some time invested, and he hasn't panned out consistently thus far. And then we've talked about this – Guy multiple times on the show, Jackson Smith and Jig, but I think if he's available at 12, for me, it's simple. Everybody has their own takes, but whether it's Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, in this league, you have to be able to compete with a competitive uh, wide receiver core, and they have to have depth, different skill sets. Right now, Houston is lacking impact in that group. I think Jackson Smith and Jigma could possibly be a top 10 receiver in a couple of seasons. Hmm, yeah, and, I will- and if that's a stretch, Forgive me. We got guys going out of the league, but we are seeing these wide receivers coming to the league much more prepared than maybe a few years ago. So I think that he has a skill set and talent to do so. And it also helps that a lot of these receivers like Jamal Chase, i.e., are being paired with a quarterback that they thrived in 
they've thrived with during their college careers, i.e. Joe Burrow, i.e. the Cincinnati Bengals. And, of course, John, you know, we talked about this last week, you know, everything with Jackson, man. I agree with you. Even if he's not top 10, I think he will be knocking on the door of top 10 in the next couple of seasons. But once again, if you have an opportunity to pair him with CJ, who the Houston Texans will likely take with their number two overall pick, you go ahead and do it and continue that path that we are starting to see in the NFL. However, in terms of BJ, John, when I saw that news, knowing what I know about BJ from LSU, you hit the nail right on the coffin. This is one of those moves where I look at John Grenard and say, John, this is your final opportunity to get it right here in the city of Houston. And I will echo the same thing that I said about Nico Collins on yesterday's show. Like those two guys, they have the talent. But at the end of the day, both of them has been in unfavorable situations. And not only that, both of them has also dealt with a lot of injuries. And now you're looking at a standpoint that not only are the Houston Texans bringing in a new regime, but it's a true regime. It's a real regime. And we really don't know how D'Amico Rines and his coaching staff views Nico Collins, and of course, for the sake of this argument, Jonathan Gennard. I think Jonathan Gennard has an, has the potential to be this team's top pass rusher. However, if they go this route and get BJ, and I think BJ might be, I'm not going to say top 10. You're muted. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think BJ may be one of those players, 12 and 33. I talked about this last week, and I may be reaching right now, but again, we got to see how the Texans view this guy view mm -hmm. any of these players, but between 12 and 33, those are the two picks that you may use to maybe go get a guy that you really believe in or trade back for a guy that you really like that can fall to you. So with BJ and the Houston Texans sitting at that 12th overall spot, we just don't know. We got to gauge and see how they view him come draft time. They may really value him as a player because if they address quarterback, you know, uh, with the second overall pick, is the next thought, hey, we really got to address this edge position and the best one is off the board, <laughs> BJ may still be there. They may like his intangibles and what he can do for an NFL team. And last year, BJ had, uh, what was this, seven quarterback hits, five and a half sacks, five uh, tackles for loss, 35 tackles. He had a pretty good year for LSU. And that's, and that's exactly what I was going to get at. That was the argument I was going to bring in. Because as of right now, the season started today, John Gennard would be the starter. However, John, we talked about this in yesterday's show. You know, when you look at picks number 12, picks number 33, and I think more so BJ might be a guy that the Texans can possibly get at 33. But if they get him at 12 or 33, you're looking at it from a standpoint that they trust and value this guy so much to the point Come week one of the regular season, not only is he going to be the starter, but he's going to be getting a lot of the snaps. And where those snaps are going to come from? Unfortunately, Jonathan Gennard. So it's going to be very interesting Interesting to see how everything plays out for both Nico Collins and John Gennard. I'm a fan of both of these guys. I have somewhat of a, relate, uh, a professional relationship with both of these guys, have, have had opportunities to talk to them inside the locker room off record both of them are very good dudes however john as you always like to say this is a what have you done for me lately type of league and unfortunately when we take a look at the last two years and in jonathan Gennard's case the last three years it has just been injuries injury injuries you get an opportunity to shine just for a little bit the next thing you know you go mia again 
And Jackson Smith Njigba is recovering from that hamstring injury, but did participate in Buckeye Pro Day, ran a full 4 840, a 35-inch vert. Uh, we know he was only limited to three games last season, but the year before last, which is what everybody's looking at with that tape, 95 catches for 1,600 yards. He's a player, if you add him to the Houston Texans roster right now, he'd mm. be able to open up other aspects of the playbook because of his ability to, I think, run every route in the NFL. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss out on your chance to get the no-sweat First bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. And we will get back to our Locked On Texans mock draft. But a, a very interesting topic arose, as you guys know, uh, with the number 51st pick of the 2023 NFL draft. Remember, made some moves, traded back. Um, I went with safety J.L. Skinner from Boise State and me and John started discussing you know the possibility of the Houston Texans going after a safety and then we also thought that that is still a position that the Houston Texans still need to address because yes you have Jalen Petrie who I believe is going to be a stud in this league however you need to add more depths around it and in my case I believe you need to pair him with somebody that he can grow with and hopefully de develop into one of the best back defensive backfields in the NFL so when I look at the safety position I'm looking at Petrie I'm looking at Ward what Houston has in place right now and honestly guys I think that's a you know good duo but <laughs> the depth <laughs> the, the depth is an issue and I think that with Jimmy Ward being of age, he's on a one-year contract. Uh, next year, Jalen Peach will be going in his third year, so maybe contract discussions will start Second. around that time, but he'll still be on his rookie contract. You got to pair him with another player long-term, and I do think that even though this class isn't just mind-blowing to a lot of people, I think that there are some safeties in this class that I think Houston could use under the leadership of D'Amico Ryans. I like Ronnie mm. Hickman, not just because of the name. Uh, Ronnie is a guy that I don't think will come in and start day one. I really don't. But Ronnie is a player that when you look at his time in Ohio State, four defensive coordinators in four seasons, right? And so that's a player that had to overcome adversity each and every season at Ohio State. Uh, he has experience at both safety positions. 2022, he played the free safety. 2021, he played strong. And that was when he had the first 100 tackle season uh, for Ohio State since 2003. Got experience at the slot position. Got experience as a box safety. Got a couple of snaps at the D-line, 203, uh, playing deep. Ronnie is a guy that I think for Houston could be kind of tucked away for a year or so learn the game, get drafted late, it could be an impact player. But a safety that keeps popping out to me, guys, honestly, 
is really two. The first one is Jay Ward. I could talk about him all day. I like Jay Ward because I think Jay Ward would be an ideal nickel, somebody that's not afraid to come downhill, smack a hat, somebody who can make a play around that line of scrimmage. He's an athlete that I really do like, and I think I have his numbers here for – yeah, so last season – uh, no, 2021, 26 snaps around the D-line, 139 in the slot, 15 in that corner, 172 snaps in the box, uh, 351 snaps at D-safety. He's able to do everything for the past two seasons. 2022, he allowed the least amount of yards. He's allowed since 2020, and he's a player that you may not necessarily uh, uh, like his speed. Ran a 4-5, I like his build. Uh, he pops off the screen to me. He plays amazing around the line of scrimmage. So he's a guy that I think eventually could take over maybe a Desmond King role. Come down and help play with the linebackers at time because of how fast he plays around the line of scrimmage. And he does have issues and can maybe get led away with his eyes, but he's an athlete. And I like Jair Brown out of Penn State, man. He's just a guy that when the ball's in the air, he can make a play. And he does a very good job of anticipating these passes. The one safety that I would like the Houston Texans to go after, if not late day two, early day three, is Christopher Smith, the safety out of Georgia. I like him because he is a safety that you can pair alongside Jalen Petrie. And both of these guys are ball hawks. Both of these guys can cover. Um, And Smith's case, this is a guy who finished his collegiate career with a cover grade of 70.6. He ended in his final season at Georgia recorded three interceptions, five pass deflections. However, the one knock against Smith entering the NFL draft is the fact that he has an issue with missed tackles. Now, I know some of you guys might hear that and think to yourself, Cody, why in the hell do you want a prospect who one of, if not his worst attribute, is missed tackles? The only reason why I would like to see the Houston Texans take a chance on Smith is because of one thing. When D'Amico Ryans got hired, John, you and I say one of the best coaching attributes we loved about him was the fact that he's a D.C. coach. And a D.C. coach means developmental coach. And when you take a look at the fact that the Miko Ryans has that capability to teach young players, to get them to the level that they need to be in the NFL, and not only that, in some cases surpass it, that's why I would feel comfortable with the Houston Texans going after a guy like Christopher. And as you mentioned, you take a look at the fact you got war. I believe, once again, that Jalen Peacher has the potential to be a stud in the league, hopefully a top 15 safety in this league in the next couple of seasons. With all that being said, Christopher will be the perfect pick because it would give the Houston Texans an opportunity to develop a prospect who is already coming in with some talent. However, you just need a little bit more tweaking before you put him out there. Come, I'm going to say week one of the 2024 camp campaign him and Jalen Pichu will be able to hold that defensive backfield down hopefully for years to come today's episode is brought to you by ultimate football GM you've heard us talk about the mobile app game on the show all the time right and if you think you're better than Nick Casario if you think that you are better than the time Bill O'Brien had this general manager this game may just be for you it's not as easy as you think to create a dynasty when you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. You hire the right coaches and coordinators. You manage all of the finances, including 
negotiating negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft injuries, player personnel issues, all of the ups and downs of a season, all of this in a challenging and realistic game where Ultimate Football GM is completely free. It's playable offline, play on the go as you want, when you want. Right now, I would like to on Texan listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code locked on in the game store. Thanks for making locked on Texas your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft salary cap management and more join NFL experts, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Cody, the rumor mm. mill for the Houston Texans is kicking off again. Mm. Another, another receiver name is in the mix. They missed out on the Odell, uh, that carousel of who's going to sign Odell for whatever amount <laughs> of money. They missed out on that ride, but maybe with the rumors of Hunter Renfro to Houston, does that make you guys jump inside? I don't know. Like, what does that do for Houston? Is that I a would, rumor? I wouldn't necessarily. Well, they're definitely going. They are definitely exploring that option. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say it makes anybody jump. It's more so of an indication that the Houston Texans are. Definitely going to take a quarterback with that number two overall pick, regardless of these talks that they are going to trade down and wherever that foolishness come from. But not only that, it's showcasing the fact that they're putting a lot of thoughts to make sure that they put their new quarterback in the best position possible. And John, as I mentioned here a lot on this show, the one way you can make sure that your that your quarterback is taken care of is making sure that he has receivers. And that's very important because we saw over the last two years, there was a lot of days where Brandon Cooks was the only reliable wide receiver for the Houston Texans for Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, Jeff Driscoll, and Kyle Allen. <laughs> and that's part we did, of it. We did have the Chris Moore games. We had the, the Chris Moore, Moore games. games. You're right. But at the end of the day, who was the most – reliable wide receiver for the Houston Texans on any given occasion. Remember, Chris Moore, when he first got here, he was on the practice squad up until Rex week Berkman five. We- was pretty reliable. And with that being said, that concludes this, this installment of Locked on Texas. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But, you know, I, I say all that just to say, you know, there was a lot of days when we came on here and we talked about the regression of Davis Mills and the inabilities of the quarterbacks. And while all of that was true, Davis Mills, Tyrod Taylor, Jeff Driscoll, Kyle Allen, none of those quarterbacks really had a reliable wide receiver. And if and not just a reliable wide receiver, they also didn't have a lot of depth and a lot of options at that wide receiver position. I.e. is part of the reason why I'm placing a lot of pressure on, uh, on Nico Collins this year because he has to step up in a huge way. However, when you take a look at the potential that's still there with Collins, you take a look at the fact that you're getting John Mitchie back. You look at the moves of, of – you look at the free agency moves of somebody like a – like a Woods. Amari Rogers is still on this roster, somebody who actually emerged from last season. You take a look at all that and the fact that you know they're going to draft a wide receiver with one of their top picks in the draft, and they're still trying to go after somebody who's just going to add more depth to that position group. That just lets you know, man, that 
put it like this. They do not want to have another subpar offensive production again. And you're talking about an offense over the last two years that averaged somewhere in a ballpark between 16 and 17 points per game, of course, at the bottom of the league. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just would wonder how adding Hunter Renfro would affect you since, you know, plans for the draft, of course, the money that they're going to have to – because I think he has a new contract. I don't think it's going to affect – Maybe their their plans for the draft. Um, maybe, maybe like the draft those the, later the, rounds. The money, I wonder how he's gonna take that take that on. But then I wonder if if Amari Rogers was able to give or John Mechie what we would expect to be able to give that and much more. Uh, then you'd be able to still draft a receiver in the first round that it would help you out in terms of money wise. We have to play him for a couple of years. Hunter Winfrey, I believe, is on a new contract, so. We'll see how it plays out for the Houston Texans. This could all just be a rumor, but sometimes rumors do need discussion. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and subscribe on YouTube under Locked On Texans as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.